Welcome to War Dove Podcast. Warring Dove International is a kingdom organization focused on building local and global partnerships, equipping ministry leaders, and raising up a company of warriors who, like a dove, have eyes to pursue one thing, the king. Thank you for tuning in today as our founder, Lisa McFarland, shares her message. Thank you for tuning in as we are launching our adventure series. Walking with God is much like going on an adventure. And today, Lisa McFarland will be sharing with you some helpful insights of how to successfully navigate this journey you're on with God. We hope you enjoy. Jesus wept in verse 35, and the Jews were saying, Behold, see how he loved him? And some of them said, Could this man that opened the eyes of the blind not have also kept this man from dying? You always got to have the devil there. Why is Jesus here? If he was here, if, you know, if he could open the eyes of the blind, why, you know, why can't he do that? And what happens is, you know, the devil will come with something you've already seen or you've already experienced or something's God already done for you. And instead of allowing that thing to be a testimony that builds your faith, the enemy twists it and perverts it and says, well, if God did that, why doesn't he do that? Well, you had to have faith for that and endure for that and walk that out. You'll have to walk this out too. Are you listening to me? Things happen and we bring that testimony to build our faith and remind us of what God did. But you can't let the devil come and say, well, you know, God saved me. Why can't he heal me? You know, God did that. Look what he did for her son. Why doesn't he do it for my son? And now instead of giving praise to God and coming to agreement in faith, now I'm mocking God and I'm challenging God and I'm coming out of agreement with God. That's not Jesus. That's not the Lord. That's not supernatural. Prophets are notorious for being bitter with God and justifying it because of all your pain. But you must speak faith. You must give glory to God. David said, Job says, even if he slays me, I will trust in him. If you're dead, you won't be afraid to die. If it's on the altar, you won't be afraid to give it up. It's life is supernatural. Jesus, again, being moved deeply, came to the tomb. Now it was a cave and a stone was lying against it. And Jesus said, move it. I love it. Martha says to him, Lord, he probably stinks now. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Jesus looks at her. I love this. And said, woman, didn't I tell you that if you would believe me, you would see God show up? Does God have to come to us like that and say, hey, didn't I tell you? Remember the promise? Remember? It's, it's big. Remember? It's supernatural. Didn't I tell you? And so they moved the stone. Jesus raised his eyes and looks up to heaven and says, Father, I thank you that you hear me. I know that you always hear me, but because these people are listening, I'm praying out loud. And when he had said these things, he cried out with a loud voice, Lazarus, come. That was it. Only took one time. Only took one calling. Only took one man. Lazarus! I heard one preacher say that if he didn't say Lazarus, everybody that was dead would have got up. (laughs) Right? Woke him up and he said, come. 
Folks, think about that. I, I, I hope they have replay in heaven because I can't wait. I want to see what people are doing because, you know, I, I mean, I've been around when God does like crazy stuff. I remember I saw this young boy's legs snap. He was crooked, crippled legs. And Pastor Jimmy's praying for him and I heard the bones snap and crackle and pop. And I was holding his legs in my hand as it happened. And I had seen people heal before, but I screamed and I was jumping up and down. Ah, Jesus! I wonder what they were doing. Remember, it's supernatural. It's supernatural. It's beyond your thinking. You can't imagine it. You know, you can't figure it out. You can't control it. You can't summon it up. You're on an adventure. It's a promise. It's, it's big. It's, it's God showing his love to you. It's God, it's God training you and equipping you. It's God bringing what's inside of you out of you. And if it's bad, get rid of it. You know? You got something bad, bitter taste in your mouth, spit it out. But if there's something down inside of you that's worth hearing and worth coming out, let that come up. But it's going to take some pressure. It's going to take a journey. It's going to take a relationship. It's going to take some pressure, some suffering sometimes. And he who had died came forth, bound hand and foot with wrappings. And Jesus said, loose him and let him go. <laughs> Therefore, many of the Jews who had come to Mary saw what was done and they believed in Jesus. Some of them went away to tell the Pharisees what Jesus had done. And then the, the priests wanted to kill him. It's supernatural. It is supernatural. Acts chapter 9 Paul says, and I was on the road to Damascus and suddenly I saw a bright light. Just took one encounter. Isaiah says, I, you know, said, uh, I, I, I was caught up to heaven and I saw the seven spirits of God. You know, it just took one coal from the altar to set him free. What would it take for you to be what Jesus has for you to be? Would it take one breath? Would it take one angel? Would it take one blowing of the wind? Would it take one dream? Would it take one prophetic word where somebody walked up to you and said, this is what the Lord says. How about one miracle? Would it take one miracle for you to believe? Because it's supernatural. Remember? A supernatural ministry must be supplied supernaturally. But supernatural beings like the sons and daughters of God, they must be supplied supernaturally too. It's His Spirit in you. Right? It's in Him we live and move and have our being. It's His breath inside of me. It's His words and His Spirit that gives me life. Faith comes by hearing and hearing from the Word of God. When God's Word is in me, it opens my eyes. It causes me to have faith. So I can't get angry because God has me on this bike ride, this journey, and he's taking me back to the future, back to the point of origin, which started with one voice saying, let there be light. bigger than you think every big thing in the Bible was tested just think about Noah 
David, Daniel, Joseph, Abraham. It got down to where they had nothing. But it seemed like there was no hope. They're surrounded by the enemy. Think about Elijah and Elisha. It just took one man going up to Mount Carmel saying, Who is the Lord? to cry and scream and beg because that word was was already moving. It was supernatural. There's already so many words over your life right now that if God never said another thing, you should have everything you need. You're not God. You can't schedule it out. You can't plan it out. You don't get a contract where you can negotiate the terms. You don't get to set the deadline. You don't get to retire. You don't get to quit God. It's like if you join the army and then the next day you say, oh, hey, I changed my mind. They say, oh, hey, private, private LeBron, <laughs> we own you. Get your butt over here and give me 20, right? God's more powerful. It says that we are his people, the sheep of his pasture. It is he that has made us. We did not make ourselves. What can the pot say to the potter? What are you making? We can cry out, how long, O Lord? But you can't quit. You can't throw the bike down. You can't mock God. You can't say, well, you did this. Now, why don't you do that? can't challenge him. It's an adventure. The cool thing about an adventure is if, if you keep going, when you get to the end, usually you're like, wow. It's what you become famous for. It's what you remember. Even the hardship, you tell the story over and over again. Look, this is how God brought us through. This is what God did for us. It becomes my testimony. It becomes my memoirs. It becomes my PowerPoint presentation. I want to pray for us tonight. God's challenging us as a church right now in this season to grow up, right? Psalm 131 verse 2 says this. It talks about when I was a weaned child, but now I'm not. That God has made me to be still like a child who's been weaned from its mother. Listen to me. Many of you need this word. Psalm 131 Verse 2. So God has caused me to become still or peaceful like a child after he's weaned from his mother. When I still need that bottle, I'm like, <laughs> and I cry. Where's my bottle? I need it. Come on, y'all, y'all seen that? When the, when the kid's hungry and they get tired, they start to panic. My bottle, here's my bottle. I need it now, right? And when we're immature, 
and we're nursing, which means we're so young, we, we have to have continual encouragement. We have to have continual input. We have to be, have continual petting and stroking. Someone else is changing my diaper and someone else has to bring the milk and put it in my mouth because I'm not able to get it for myself. And if you're a baby, then great, you're a baby. But in this church, there's a bunch of people that are not babies. When I was a child, I speak as a child. But when I grew up, I put away childish things. I began to act like an adult. And when I become an adult, I'm no longer a child. I become a partner. It's like God and sons. It's like God and Lisa. Right? Company. We're partnering with the Holy Spirit. God, It's God's company. But because I'm a child, I get a partnership when I mature. But when you're still in a bottle, you don't, you're not a partner. They don't, they don't let you pick what you eat. They don't let you pick where you go. They don't even let you pick when you get to sleep or play. And you get anxious. You cry, wait, where's my bottle? I need it now. Where am I? <laughs> and the baby, if the longer you withhold the bottle, the child becomes more anxious. And they can even become angry. Where's my bottle? So we all give them the bottle so they'll shut up. (laughs) Just because God gives you something, it's not necessarily a sign that you're ready to fulfill your ministry. It's because you cried until we gave you the bottle so you would shut up. David said, you made me to be still or peaceful like a child when they're weaned from their mother. You know, when the weaning process, when you're nursing a child or they're on a bottle and they, they have this anxiety and then after a while they get to a stage where, you know, they, it's time for them to have baby food and eat real food. You have to start taking their bottle away. So you only nurse them a little bit. You only give them a bottle for a little bit, a little, instead of a big bottle. Now they just get a little tiny bottle and the baby goes... And you can watch them. And they're like, and then they get mad. Ah, 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 baba, baba, ba. You know, if they're old enough to tell you that I want my bottle, they don't need it, right? <laughs> and they give you this thing like, fill it up now. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about you. Hey, Father. me now. Answer my prayer now. It's been long enough. Now. Now. What? You're not coming now? (laughs) And you'll watch the child. (laughs) And they scream and they cry. I remember we took their bottle or their binky away. They would lay in the bed and scream and cry. And they get mad like you betrayed them. You took my bottle. You took my bottle. You took my binky. Who took my binky? And then they'll be looking in your purse and they're looking. But we know as a parent we're doing what is right so they can mature, so they can grow up, so they'll eat good food. Because if if a child continues to drink that bottle, they won't eat the right food that will help them to grow. God wants us to become that kind of child. So you might be angry. I don't like what I'm going through right now. I don't think it's right. I haven't heard God speak to me for a long time. I haven't had a word for a long time. I, I, I think it's been long enough. Now, I want my baba now. I want my baking now. 
And God's like, but I want to send you to the nations. I want to put my words in your mouth. I, I want to use your hands to heal the sick. I want you to write books. I want you to own companies. I want you to have finances. You're like, give me $5 right now. And sometimes we just have to go, so you'll shut up. But we know you're not ready for that million. You're not ready for that. You're not ready. You're still in the bottle. If we want to get you to mature and eat the deep, that meat, I have to take the bottle completely away. And there's going to be a period of anxiety and maybe even anger. God, what are you doing? I have been praying. I have been fasting. I have been waiting. I've been going through it, God. It's been years. He's like, yeah, I know. I, I, you know, I've been trying to get you off that bottle. David said, you made me to be still like a weaned child. It's supernatural. God will let you have those natural things and some of those, those things when you're young and immature. But we're in a season where God wants us to grow up and become partners with him. It's because he loves you. You know, you see people, come on, you've seen them out in the world. There's a baby that's like five years old and still drinking a bottle. And we all know that that's not right. Now, there could be special circumstances you don't know about. Maybe that child's autistic. Maybe somebody died in the family, right? Maybe something's going on. They just had another baby, and now that baby wants a bottle too because it's jealous. So don't judge too quickly. You don't know everything. But we know normally you see a 5-year-old or a 10-year-old running around sucking on a bottle. We want to slap their parents. Because we know that child is malnourished and they're not maturing and there's something wrong. We know their parents love themselves more than they love that child. They just want the child to shut up so they just give them whatever they want. But a true parent who has real love doesn't care how much you cry. They're going to do what's best for you. We want to get to the place like David where we're still and we're peaceful like a child who's been weaned. It's supernatural. Spiritual what God's doing. It's an adventure. Remember, it's a promise. David said, I would have fainted if I had not believed I was going to see God's goodness in the land while I was alive. I was young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. He who comes to God must believe that he is and that he's also a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. That all the promises of God are yes and amen. That he who began a good work in you is faithful. He has full, he's full of faith and he will finish it. Right? It's a promise, it's love. See, I remember when my kids were teenagers. It's a lot easier to give them 20 bucks and let them do whatever they want. Trust me. Parents do it all the time. Go ahead. I'll give you 50 bucks to shut up and get out of here and leave me alone. Because they want peace. They don't want to do the hard work that it takes to parent their children. And I remember my teenager standing there and saying, You're so mean! You don't love me! You don't care about me! But I did. I cared about them more than I cared about my peace. I cared about them more than I cared about my own career. 
I love them more than I need them to love me. So it doesn't matter what you think about me. Think about that. If you really love somebody who's drinking, you'll take their keys, won't you? We all know if they say, you don't love me, man, or you'd let me drive, we'd all laugh. And yet, when God our Father says, you ain't ready for that. You don't love me, God. You don't answer my prayers, God. Where were you, God? God's not going to fall all out because you cry and said, give me my baba. He's like, nope. Nope. It's time to grow up. It's time to trust me. And he'll let you cry. But eventually you'll stop crying. You'll be hungry and you'll eat what he gives you. And you'll grow. And you'll manifest Christ in the earth. And you'll become a son of thunder. He gives us power to become the sons of God. He disciplines or trains those he loves. See, it's love. It's promise. It's big. It's supernatural. Father, I pray tonight that as I've given a word of encouragement for us to grow up and to be supernatural, to trust you, God, to know that this is an adventure. And I started it. I can't stop. You're working it all out, God, for my good. That Christ, that you put inside of me, that whatever I'm going through right now is going to bring Christ out of me. That people will see my good works and glorify my Father which is in heaven. That my life will be a testimony. Father, I pray for people tonight that you brought them here to hear a word. I've given the word you've given me, Father. We've washed them with your word. We've spoken your word to build them up in their most holy faith, that the eyes of their heart might be filled with light. They might know you, God. That your arm, your power might be revealed to them. God, we want to know you. Father, when we're babies, we need to be nursed. And it's an amazing thing. The Bible says that a mother might even forget her child she's nursing, but you could never forget us. You carved us on the palm of your hand. And yet there is a time for to be weaned, to become peaceful and know that you're God. Lord, we embrace that tonight. Come on, you know what's going on inside of you. There's people in here, but you've been challenging God. I'm going to close my eyes so I'm not looking at anybody. There's people in here that you've been challenging God even today. You woke up with a challenge on your lips. God, if you were here, then... God, if you loved me, then you would... God, I would never... And you're out of order. You've stepped out of your lane. You don't know what you're talking about. And I've been guilty myself many times this last year. And God, we come out of agreement with that, that baby talk. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I acted like a child. But I put that away. I'm supposed to be like a child, not act like a child. God. 
God, I ask that you would straighten us up, God. Your word has been so powerful this last month, challenging us, reminding us of how much you love us. And this adventure that you're on with us and that you're with us, we're never going to be alone. It's going to be amazing. It's a supernatural thing you're doing, God. I can't make myself love you more. I can't change myself. I can't mature myself. I can't answer my prayers. I need supernatural provision. I need supernatural relationships. I need a supernatural encounter. And you know what? It only takes one. God, tonight, some people in here need an encounter with you. They need the word of God to burn their heart so they'll believe you and trust you again. Some of them need to be raised from the dead because their hope has died. Their dreams have died. They, just, they don't even understand. You stripped them down to nothing, God, so that everyone will know that it's God and not them. Father, come. Touch us, God. Come. Come and breathe on us like you did Adam. Put your breath in us. Put your life in us. Put hope in us, God. Put creation inside of us. I shall not die. I shall live. Why? So I can proclaim the words of the Lord. Like David, I was in a pit, but you lifted me out. I was poor, but I cried out to you. You heard my voice. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I can see. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Open my eyes. Lift me up, God. Draw me out of these many waters that are too high for me. Deliver me from foes and enemies that are stronger than I am. Make me wiser than my enemies, God. Make me to know your ways. Teach them to me, God. Show me your glory. Let Christ be formed in me. Let patience have her perfect work in you. That you might be complete. You might not want anything. You, you won't need to cry and whine for your bottle. Because you're mature. Hey, God. Make us grow up. Grow us up. Grow us up. Grow us up. Put supernatural miracle grow on this church. Cause us to increase, to accelerate. Cause our heart to be enlarged in the spirit and our eyes to be open and the scales to fall from our eyes. Change our mindset, God. We come into agreement with your word tonight over this church, over this ministry. The prophetic words that have been spoken, we war with the prophecies that have been given over our lives. We say yes to your will, God. We step into our, our position as, as kings and priests to decree and declare to release heaven on the earth. To be filled with the power of God. To walk as a son of God because the earth is groaning, waiting for us to manifest Christ in the earth. To do the greater works. To die so that we no longer live, but Christ lives in us. And he's our hope. He's our glory. He's the power. He's the one. Remember? It's supernatural. It only takes one. Do you believe? Do you believe? 
some of us might have to be like the Father says, Lord, I do believe as much as I can, but help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. Help us to be patient and wait on you, God. Help us to stop wrestling against you. Start pressing into you. Help us to stop questioning you. Put a seal on our mouth so we can't speak stupid. And open our ears and give us smart ears. We have smartphones, but we need smart ears. We need not artificial intelligence. We need supernatural intelligence. Give us the mind of Christ. I release it corporately and individually. I release it presently and continually. Hey, God. challenge you but I cry out answer our prayers God and give us the patience to wait until they, they, they are manifested I ask you to pull out every root of bitterness and every mocking spirit every spirit of entitlement that says God you owe me I have believed you I have prayed I have declared now do it I break that off, that spiritual entitlement. Break that off. It's in your hand to do as you please. May it be unto us as you have said, God. You know the way that I take. And when I have been tried, I will come forth as pure, pure as gold. Christ be formed in us. Jesus, heal what needs to be healed. Restore what needs to be restored. Finance what needs to be financed, God. Father, you know that we need finances in this season, God. For mission works, for businesses. People need to pay their bills. We break off the spirit of Python. We break off the counterfeit that draws you away to a false hope and then cannot sustain you. We break that off. Crush it. Father, we call forth provision in the golden eagles tonight. We call forth the strength and the angels that give strength to the people of the Lord and the joy of the Lord. Joy for this journey. Thank you so much for listening to Warring Dove International's podcast. To find out more about our ministry and how you can partner with us, please visit our website at wardoves.com. And if you enjoyed the show, please take a minute to leave a review, subscribe, and share with a friend. We'll see you next time on our next episode.